Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to a very midfield podcast. You may be shocked that the voice speaking to you right now is not the sweet, dulcet tones of one Nicholas. Uh, we fired Nick into the sun, and uh, he will never be on the podcast again. He's gone. He's gone forever, is the lie that I'll say. Uh, Nick is on uh, hiatus for a little bit. He'll be back uh, at some point in the future. We but, have uh, my name the F1 is one salt mines. <laughs> That's right. He's actually on scene right now. Uh, he's the new Haas driver. Uh, he wanted to keep it under wraps until now. So my name is Colberto, uh, lover of all things Formula One and engine go fast. I'm joined tonight by stalwart member of the crew, Boba. Yo. I I, I also and like since, oh, he, he He does. He, he's really a NASCAR fan, but, you know, a little closet about that. Ricky Bobby's my... Reese Bobby is my real dad. <laughs> Reese Bobby. Uh, which, t- for everyone to know, Boba's icon in Discord has changed to uh, Danny Avocado which is Danny Rick inside of an avocado as like the pit of it. And how, how have you updated this uh, avatar recently? Boba? He has so, not. He has not. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to the third member of our fantastic oh, oh, podcast. Well, uh, yeah, crew, our, our, our feature member for the night. I, I so, now have an excellent pair of pit vipers for Danny. Avocado. Yeah. They, they are racing pit vipers also. Which is great, but the third member, oh no, someone who has never been seen on the midfield podcast before in our 30 years of operation, probably. <laughs> We've decided that as a three-person F1 podcast, uh, one has gotten much more success, and we think that's entirely down to them bringing in a Scott. So uh, I'd like to introduce Sir Jackie Stewart as the third member of our podcast. Sir Jackie, please. Uh, it's, it's brilliant to be here because it's, I mean, I get asked a bunch of things every so often, but it's good to be actually on something because, I mean, you've been doing the rounds for a while, just like me, and so it's great to be here on the number one podcast on Apple. That, that's, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Absolutely that's... genuine in everything that was just said. Yep. So the third member of our podcast is a fellow member of uh, our racing group is Aki. He is actually a Scott. He is actually not David Coulthard or, uh, sorry, um, Sir Jackie Stewart. Stewart or any sort of race car driver. He's just a Scott. Uh, I but, am just a Scott, but, but I have had a long lineage with it all. I've been watching David Coulthard. I will talk nonstop about 1993 Nigel Mansell. <laughs> Fuck Damon Hill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, things like zero controversy from the start. Yeah, none. <laughs> all right, oh, no. so we'll jump. We'll jump right into it. Uh, a lot of things have happened since we've last spoken to you, dear viewer. So many. Um, I think the first thing we should cover, right, before we get on to real news is Mr. Mr. Colberto Man here has actually started his own racing career in, in karting. That, that's, oh, yep. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's I been going. 
He's, he, he's, he has done he's a cart. Rallies. He's, he went, he, so he I rallied, did, I did he do, carted. I, I've, I've tried to do these things. Um, let me tell you about the success there, okay? So, like, you think that someone sits here and talks about Formula One and watches races, and it's like, man, that person must be so fast. Then I went to a karting track and joined the league, uh, and everyone there, I show up there, I'm like, you know, oh, I've been around this track, uh, you know, thousands of times. I got a uh, thousand kilometers around this track, I got 1,200 kilometers around this track. They're like, how, how many times have you gone? I'm like, I've been here twice. So <laughs> join there. Long story short, uh, there were 30 of us. You did uh, qualifying sessions to find out what your position and what heat you were going to be in. They went ABC. Uh, I qualified 29th out of 30 and was in heat C, and I finished 30 out of 30. Very exciting times uh, for my first time on a track racing against people in anger. Uh, so you have something it. familiar with some of our story elements today. Yeah, that you're, is 100% true. You're and at least expert, I finished right? 30 out of a 30-person yeah. uh, group. <laughs> you're, you're, our, you're our racing expert, right? Every show has got true. a guy who's done time in a car. You're that guy. I've done on-scene reporting in a go-kart, which is basically a Formula One car. And I think that... Uh, yeah, and I'd like to blame everything but my talent for uh, <laughs> causing me to come in last place. It's, it's uh, not like a 12-year-old Lewis Hamilton might have outpaced you by 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, everybody else. It turns out the entire F1 grid was there, uh, and all the greats from history, even if they were yeah. They all yeah. showed up, and that's the only reason Aaron why. Aaron was there. <laughs> that's right. It was just, actually, it was 29 Alton Senna's. That's all it was. Yeah. They just, it turns out they cloned him. Anyway, <laughs> off that topic, um, turns out racing, very fun. Also, uh, if you don't have experience, you're not as fast as the people that have a tremendous amount. Weird. But huh. let's go through some preseason updates right here since uh, since the last time we spoke to you. This we is, had our this preseason is, primer kind of episode. Yeah, this is, this is the preseason. This that, is the primer after the primer. This is the post-primer. <laughs> This is the post the post post primer after the, the post, 20... post training pre pre training before yeah. the this testing is... of the test. Yeah, this is this so. Is the uh, I will. I'll, I'll pass the baton to pass the baton to Boba here to let us know uh, what happened between our podcast last and now. Oh gosh, oh, oh man! So all the cars. Minus one got revealed. Uh, then it subsequently got revealed post the first not testing testing session in Barcelona. Um, <laughs> we, we've had two testing sessions. Did you say Barcelona? In Barcelona. Get out of here, you. Get out of here. I, I spoke good I mean, it's word. It's only in France. Yeah, it's only in France. <laughs> no one knows where Barcelona is. Um... Yeah, so all the cars have been revealed at this point. We've had two set testing sessions, one of which was not a testing session, but a shakedown session. So there's that. Um, it, shenanigans at Haas. Um, and what, what, what shenanigans? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Um, so uh, Ural Kali is no longer the title sponsor for Haas Racing Team. Or Haas... F1 racing team. I don't know what the technical name is. So, 
so right now, I don't think they've announced at this time a new title sponsor for the team. I think someone told me that their team name was now Haas Ferrari. Yeah, that's labeled as Haas Ferrari right now. That's just because they're engine providers. So don't know what's going to happen in future. Because there is regulations about leaning legacy names into the teams for things. And that gets a bit weird. Yeah, I'm hoping we end up with this situation much like you have alluded to, Mr. Colberto, where we get an F... uh, an F1 car decaled like a NASCAR. That's, that's, well, that's what, everyone. Yeah. So my, my theory there is that since Haas already has uh, had the Haas NASCAR team, they're just going to try to take those sponsors and migrate them over to F1. So you'll get, I don't know what their sponsors are in NASCAR now, but I'd love to see one going around the track with like McDonald's and Craftsman yeah, man. and like all, all the usual suspects, Mac Tools on the side. Dale Ware, yeah. Hardware, JCB. F1 car, just inject oh. some like American cheese goodness into Formula One. God, give, you know, me, the give me the just straight cheese, man. Or we just get all white, like way back with the Hesketh team of James Hunt. Just an all white car, no sponsors. Fuck the sponsors. Fingers up in the air. Yeah, man. So, uh, important thing to note here, Ural Kali is is in fact gone. Um, It turned out that there are certain global events that we're not going to address directly but allude to uh, that have occurred. And due to the nationalities involved, in uh, Ural Kali, they uh, got wrapped up in a bunch of controversy around these events. Some um, of them have been sanctioned. Yeah, and it became very controversial for a team to have that. Not only that, it became very difficult for them to be uh, liquid in funding yeah, their sponsorship even without obligations. any controversy, the physical money is frozen out of the team for reasons, and it's like you wouldn't be, there'd be no reason to have them. (laughs) So, as a consequence, uh, Haas F1 announced that they both ripped up the contract with them and Ural Kali, and the hanger-on from Ural Kali, the driver formerly known as Nikita Mazepin, or rather, Nikita Mazepin formerly known as the driver. Are you sure? Because I was watching the F1 and they were talking about the preseason and they were saying, we've gotten a new driver for for the Haas team. And so it's fitted for K Magnussen. Big news later. Sorry, spoilers. (laughs) K Magnussen's back. We're fitting. The car's been fitted for K Mag. Uh, It's not fitted due to the former racer. And it was fit a Paul D in there. They they literally said the former racer. They never mentioned him. They have unnamed him. Formula yeah, they, One, the presenters have unnamed him. They like Voldemorted him. I mean, they I have Voldemorted him. He is no not to be mentioned. Yeah, I have so, no idea who you're talking about. So, so uh, Haas is a lightning rod of con- you know, of just bad things happening to it. Uh, this is a, and we'll talk about their situation later, which is very interesting uh, in terms of the car that they've constructed off of the back of money from Mazepin and others uh, to get into this, you know, 2021 season with a challenger. But uh, yeah, now they, they ended up without a driver at the 11th hour going into the 2022 season. So in looking for one, it looked like Pietro Fittipaldi was going to potentially fill that slot. Uh, he is their test driver yeah. and the related to, I'm going to say son, but I don't know for sure. Of, Grandson. Uh, 
grandson. Grandson. Yeah, of, Emerson uh, Fittipaldi. Yeah, Emerson Fittipaldi. Was he a Aki? Was he a champion? Uh, he's had podiums and such. I mean, he even went into IndyCar racing, gave uh, uh, Dario Franchitti, Scotsman, who won the IndyCar about four years in a row. Anyway, uh, he was uh, a, uh, has got long legacy and has a challenger for championships. Yeah, he, I can't recall of what, but he's legacy in motorsport and F1. He, uh, he has, just quick notes on Emerson, he is a... Uh, F1 world champion, and he has won the Indy 500 yeah. twice. Cool. So, yeah, a uh, guy coming from Racing Legacy, as many of them do, uh, but it turned out that Haas was looking for uh, potentially getting someone with not only experience in F1 before, but specifically experience in their car. And lo and behold, the return of the king, Kevin Magnuson, comes back into Formula One after a year hiatus off the team when they sacked both him and Roman Grosjean to bring in the two rookies to add some steady hands behind the wheel of the Haas 2022 Challenger. Yeah, man. Uh, now, if seeing him at the testing days, no one can have a bigger smile than K-Mag just like being whisked back into F1. I believe he had a contract in, he had two. Uh, in a he different had, series as well. He had two contracts that he had to get out of in order to... It was the C-something... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was the yeah. C-something uh, uh, 24-hour racing and such. He was going to do that. But That's the thing right. is, they, they that was Peugeot, I think it was with, and they just said, we understand. that they had, There was no clause, there was no nothing. They just said, we understand, you can go. Yeah, apparently everyone was super amenable to him being, you know, the guy walks into your office and he's like, hey, I could go back to F1. And they were like, yeah, cool, okay. Which is so actually worse so. because Peugeot was just coming back into, like, the endurance racing. Whoa. And then they've not got a driver, but they're very nice about it. So it's like, oh, all right, thanks. Yeah, and gender's good, uh, good stuff with them. So that's, like, super cool. It sucks for Pietro Fittipaldi, though. Uh, I mm. think he was... He was pretty certain he was going to grab that seat, but K Mag left on that when they when he was the preferred driver. So, but there were so names sense. from being what thrown around. came from the interview he gave at uh, testing in Bahrain. It seemed like it was the the only stuff the the only contact he got from Haas leadership on the state of the driver on on whether or not he would be the replacement driver was that, Hey, we're looking at other options. We'll get back to you. It was, uh, I, I think he was told that there was one other option than him. Yeah. Like it was yeah. either going to be Pietro or it was going to be an unnamed other driver. And then he found out after the fact that that unnamed other driver was K mag. And, uh, again, it's it kind of sucks for Pietro, but he's young. He's going to get his shot. Uh, oh, yeah. and he's still there. Like he's still attached to that organization. But uh, Kevin Magnuson coming back as somebody that knows the team, knows the member, you know, he's he has a lot of, uh, you know, he was almost there from the very beginning. So mm-hmm. that's that's I think he's just one year behind Grosjean, who was the founding driver of the team. So that's uh, that's going to be good for them, and, and they weirdly puts Haas in a good position, I think, in terms of driver lineup between him that's... and Nick Schumacher. Yeah, that's kind of like been the entire like season of the pre-store or the 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 preseason. It's the the entire season of the pre 
the entire story of the preseason. Excuse me. Boba's been drinking. That's not true. Drink more. No, drink um, more now. The in, the entire story of the preseason has kind of been like Hass has been looking very good, and it's 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 come out of nowhere. Almost it seems like at least. The I mean, only worry that I have there is that yep. I mean, understandably, uh, Dimitri Mazepin, the father of Nikita and the CEO of Eurocali, or chairman or whatever the top honcho yeah. is there, Thank uh, boss. is seeking. Uh, you know, litigatory action against Haas to reclaim their sponsorship money that they've paid. So Haas doesn't seem too flustered about this. I think they're just kind of focusing on the season right now because whatever yeah. happens, it's going to drag on forever. Um, it's hopefully the court this doesn't and... end up being a distraction like other controversies have been to the team in the past. So uh, many, so many like in just a few weeks. Yeah. So, uh, Again, hopefully things just roll on and uh, there are bigger fish to fry elsewhere in terms of uh, their folks and their their stuff. It'd just be cool to see Haas as a uh, a steady racing team for the first time in a long time, even coming out of this storm of, of stuff. Uh, in, in the same kind of ballpark for reasons, Sochi has been removed from the calendar for Formula One this year. So we're down, we're from 23 races to 22. Again, as of this recording, there has not been another race announced to replace Sochi on the calendar. So that spot may end up just being another free weekend. Or uh, I think there was some some talk about other tracks that wanted to take that spot. Yeah. I mean, so this was going to be like, I think, either the last or second to last year for Sochi anyways. Um, yeah, contract renewals. Yeah, beyond that, they were hoping to move it to St. Petersburg. In in yeah, that, that contract. Federation. By the way, so the contract that contains that has been ripped up. Yeah. So there is no plans right now to race in Russia um, in Formula One, which there had been until like twenty twenty five or twenty six or something like that. So that's yeah. all gone. Um, yeah. And what ends up taking that spot, if anything, is uh, to us in this time a mystery. Well, yeah. some people might be saying, including like Vettel, with Vettel's going 23 races in a year, that's a lot of work for everybody. Racers, yep. engineers, freight, yeah. they might just go, we're happy. But they did also double book everything because we had two years where things were getting switched on and off at on the fly, so... Yeah, exactly. We'll uh, see what happens from yeah. there. I don't think it's a great loss. If like Sochi has had uh, a couple of good races on it. It was going to be the last year of it. I would have. It would have been really cool to see what the St. Petersburg circuit would be, because that's a really cool place. Yep. Um, having said that, if, if we go down to 22 races, that's still a lot of races. So um, yeah. I think we're going to be fine as a series. So a team has revealed, uh, had revealed previously, a sponsorship with Lego. So Lego McLaren, Lego and McLaren rather, have uh, built a model car together and sell the kit, which was kind of funny because they sort of kind of revealed their 2022 Challenger a wee bit earlier than they wanted to through the Lego marketing. Is it is it the 2022 car or is it toys? Is it the 2022 car? Is it supposed to be the 2022 car? Oh man! 
Granted, everything is changing literally on the fly. Like, right now, the car's bodywork could be something totally different from tomorrow. <laughs> Looking at you for Mercedes. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting, though. So, I, I ended up um, being awake just around midnight when that was revealed. So, I threw down and went, yeah, sure, I want a silly Lego. That's fine. Um, and ended up picking that up. So uh, oh, now we got that, and I, I, I was in a fevered moment. I was like having a moment. Uh, did one you? Day, did you step uh, into the fever it, dream? I did stepped you... into the fever dream. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> kind of built it over the course of a four-hour period, nonstop. I was there so, for some of that Discord call, and the, uh, yeah. the gasps and the joy that came from Colberto. There was there was much. Oh, I was a, I was a kid. There, there was I was there a was, kid in the candy store. There was a lot of there was a lot of like it, you you would have thought this man was wrestling a bull. Listen to this Discord conversation. He was he was having a time of it, but like man, I've never I've never heard a man have more fun building a Lego set. Every two seconds. Oh, cool. Oh, they do this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. It was a tremendous amount of fun. Um, just, we'll just to briefly touch on it. Like, my review of the uh, Lego Technic McLaren car, uh, very fun. Uh, enjoy it very much. Now that it's built and it's like 24 inches long or something, <laughs> I have no idea where to put it. It's very big. Uh, but having said that, building it was a blast. And um, it, it looks enough like the. It, it kind of looks like a hybrid between the old car and the new car in a weird mm. way because it's it's not as swoopy as the new car is. Yeah, but it has the less arrow elements on it. And for all no, we it was know, on the McLaren gave them the CAD files January last year. Went this is yeah. what we think, and then just said make it. <laughs> Whatever it's based off of is the McLaren in some state of its development process. Mm -hmm. And these things, as Aki said, they change uh, quite often. So it's, but it's cool. Um, And it's neat that there is that kind of a a thing that you can get and build that is a facsimile of a Formula One car. Now it's time, though, to get into the meat and potatoes. Right quick, right quick. Where is the uh, Lego car right now? The Lego car right now is. Where is the uh, McLaren? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I seem to mention. I wouldn't worry I, about I it. I seem though. to remember someone mentioning that it is now the centerpiece on their dining table for everyone to see when they want. It in. is because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where uh, to put it, so I just put it there. <laughs> it's there as long as the cats that let it be there. Otherwise, it's got wheels and it can go somewhere. <laughs> I'm actually thrilled that my cats did not screw with it while I was building it much. I mean, they screwed mm-hmm. with it a bit because oh, yeah. they're almost obligated to. But Cats. They are. Um, All for right. better All or right. worse, they are. All right. Real, so, real, let's, let's get real. down to the meat and potatoes of this. So, we've so. got 10 competitors with 10 liveries that they have now revealed. N- not uh, liveries. They've gone um, through both testing. They have. They have. Um, 
Are we are we starting with liveries, or are we just starting with overall impressions of cars? I, I think we might as well just as we go through the teams, uh, talk. We can talk about the the, the dresses that they're wearing. We can also Fair. talk about how they dance. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So reverse grid order for constructor standings from last year. Correct. Uh, yeah. So figured that's a, a decent way to go through it, just because we have to pick an order. Um, yep. Might as well do that one, and we'll probably just put, you know go in between us to talk about them. Um, so I'll, I'll kick us off here with uh, our boys Haas coming in stone dead last last year. Um, they planned on coming in stone dead last. In fairness, putting all of the money, uh, including Mazepin's, towards developing the <laughs> 2022 Challenger. A um, couple of interesting things there. They've insourced more things than they ever have before in making the car. So the Haas has always kind of been an amalgamation of Ferrari parts and uh, outsourced aerodynamic development, the Dallara chassis. It's um, so it was kind of like a car built by catalog instead of a car that was truly owned by the Haas team. And that's shifted. Uh, So nowadays they have benefited from the cost cap in a weird way. Uh, Ferrari had to shuffle some of its personnel and that person, some of those personnel went to Haas. Um, Haas is also now developing the car, I think in Marinello alongside Ferrari and using their facilities for it. Um, They also now have an in-house. Yeah. So they have an in-house aerodynamics team now that is, that designed the package for the 2022 car. So it's their aero, uh, which should help them sort out, uh, if you remember from previous seasons, the Achilles heel of the Haas is that its arrow was just inconsistent. Um, sometimes it would work fine. Sometimes it would work different. And the feedback that Grosjean and Magnussen had about the car was you can never, like you could take the same corner between two laps and it would act, act differently in that corner. It was just a, a very difficult car to get around. So hopefully they've been able to iron out some of that. And uh, we'll go over the livery first, but then we'll talk about the performance um, the livery has shifted dramatically very quickly. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if the final livery even is on the car at this point, since uh, it, it looked very similar to the 2021 Challenger when Ural Kali was still involved. Now it's getting closer to what the old houses looked like when they had no sponsors. So if you think of like the year after or before Rich Energy, um, when it yeah. had those, in, oh. you know, I think it looked great in those colors. Now it's yeah. just kind of white. Uh, but again, they may end up giving it a new paint job before the season begins. Yeah, to be to be clear, right quick, we're recording this on the fifteenth on a Tuesday. The first race is on of March. Uh, yeah, yeah, fifteenth of March. First race is on the twentieth, so we've got less than seven days to the race. We're looking at like what one, two, three, four. As, as uh, race week, as race week, it, it is race. It week. is race week, and as the, Aki has reminded we us. We should often, see the car. <laughs> By like seven, the seventeenth, the eighteenth latest, we'll be able to see what the Haas looks like uh, in its race garb. But um, kind of an odd livery to talk about since there really is none right now. <laughs> um, I, I would imagine they just go back to ground and pull out something very similar to the the Haas only livery, at least for the moment, unless they're able to secure a title sponsor in the interim. BWT, yeah. it's all pink. Two teams, oh. just all pink. BWT oh. just sponsors another team. Why not? Oh man, no, please, oh. not so, my ass. 
But the performance of the, the Haas it was the most interesting part of going into testing for me. And that's just because, again, it's, it's a whole new regulation. They got a whole new team behind it, kind of, or like for the first time, their own team uh, doing a lot of parts of it. Uh, still Ferrari parts, but Ferrari has been on the rise lately um, yeah. in terms of their engine and just components in general. And we'll we'll talk about that a bit more when we get to Ferrari itself. But the car looks, when it's at the track, looks really good. Um, not a, who knows if it's a threat right now in terms of the championship, because you really can't get much out of preseason testing when it comes to the actual performance of the cars in a race setting and team sandbag. And it's really just about testing mm-hmm. the car and not putting it under a race pace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it looked solid in a way that, and Haas has done this before, in fairness. They've looked really good in preseason testing, and then during the season they've kind of like fallen on their face. But it's interesting that they look as good as they do in a brand new era. And importantly, they look better than a large number of teams on the grid. Oh, most certainly. Um, a lot of the guys from, uh, I'd say, the F1 industry it, it ranked Haas above a lot of the midfield like we're, yeah, we're there's a lot of favor is most certainly yeah it's 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 shown good pace in Bahrain testing specifically uh for Saturday and uh Friday Kevin Magnuson put up the fastest time of the day on Friday and Mick Schumacher put up the second fastest ta- time of the day on Saturday and that's down to if if Red Bull hadn't come out with their fancy new side pods on Saturday. That might have been a different story, but we'll get to Red Bull when we get to Red Bull. Yeah, so, and any thoughts on the Hasaki? Yeah, so now, as you said, testing, they're all doing all sorts of things. It's one thing or another. No one's really trying to win qualifying right now. But Haas is performing. Haas is doing something. But we've got to take a few things into into consideration. Haas was last last time. So they get 460 hours in the wind tunnel. Mercedes Mm -hmm. gets like 200 and it scales downwards. So the better you were in the last season, less aero time. And as Cole says, they're getting the Ferrari experts in. So Ferrari is giving them 460 aero. That sounds good. The engine, Ferrari hasn't fucked up the engine like they have done two years ago because of question mark behind the scenes stuff. So the the engine's working for now. So we're (laughs) down to uh, Mick Schumacher. Pulling some good numbers, granted, different times, different tests. Then we've got KMAG pulling in fast times, different times, different tests. But the other controversy with fast is freight was late. So they got yeah. extra time on the track to make it fair, but that's extra clean rubber t- tra- track. So that's clean air. No one's on the track. You can do what the fuck you like. So the car's good. Drivers are there. Now, we could could see 2009 Ross Braun GP come out for the first uh, for, no just we come out for the first <laughs> few races amazing but then technology catches up and then they're not that great so but that but then depends on the drivers because we've got K Mag and Mick Schumacher we would rely on 
power on the driver excellence, is, not just the car. To be fair, this I is all hypothetical at this point. Yeah, Look, I, I am a Haas fan, and I'm going to nix that idea right now. Like they are Look, not going not to be Jason, G- Jason Button, and that. So I no, know they, there is there is no double diffuser on that Haas that separates them from the rest that. of the pack. You don't know that, yeah, man. <laughs> Ferrari uh, could be juicing the engine again in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get it, we'll get into double diffusers or things that look like them mm-hmm. uh, later on. Right. Uh, but that, that's Haas. Haas is in a weird spot. Uh, they've been through it for the last couple of seasons. Um, last season, they elected to pour everything into this car. And even with the uh, kind of kerfuffles coming into the season at the 11th hour, um, they look to have pulled off something. So uh, I don't think, uh, who knows where Haas will end up. I think they are finally maybe a legitimate midfield challenger again, as opposed if to they stay on the track. If they stay on the track, they might be in the midfield. But K-Mag is typically pretty good at that. Like He's always been a solid driver, just with a really wonky car. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mick Schumacher has been uh, a driver that tends to really grow in a series the longer he's in it. Um, he always starts out a little slow and then kind of ramps up. So we'll and see if this season maybe changes anything. without a toxic environment with a certain sponsor and fictional ghost around the place that haunts him. Maybe he might be able to have a little more freedom. Maybe they should just bring back Rich Energy as a sponsor. I'm sure he'd oh. love to come back. He's That's just going to blow it. up the car. Um, yeah. Interesting footnote here. This is the last time we'll talk about Haas this podcast. Uh, Allegedly. Michael Andretti has put in a bid for the 2023 grid, I think, to get an F1 team on And when Haas started going through trouble, uh, or maybe, yeah, it's, he wants, Michael Andretti wants an F1 team on the grid in the near future. For context, Uh, Mario Andretti, Michael Andretti, uh, legacy of race drivers in past F1, uh, past Indy, and current uh, Indy and NASCAR race team. So they have legacy. Yeah, they're, they're a solid operation in other motorsport. And, of course, Mario Andretti was the last American to win the F1 World Championship. So The only American, if I the, remember correctly. Yes, I believe so. And now he's. Uh, they want to come into the sport. Uh, everyone was saying Haas, an American team, now going through financial uh, uncertainty with the loss of their title sponsor. Will Michael Andretti Racing come in and take over Haas and, or like partner with them to bring that team to the grid even earlier? And in an interview, which I thought was very funny, uh, Michael Andretti said, we've tried uh, negotiating with Gene no less than six times, and he keeps telling us to pound sand. So apparently Gene Haas has no intention of selling or partnering with Andretti Racing to bring a team to the grid uh, through that method. Uh, And if you may remember, Andretti tried this with our next team that we're going to talk about, uh, Alfa Romeo. And uh, also that bid fell through, mostly because Alfa's parent organization wanted to keep control of the team. However, uh, Boba, would you like to walk us through uh, the livery and performance of the Alfa Romeo. Absolutely. Very pretty car starting off. After they got rid of the weird camouflage pattern they had at <laughs> Barcelona, 
they they said psych jk it's an actually it's an actual racing livery and it's a very good one they've Mm. got this almost ruby red with uh, contrasted with the white and it, mm, mm, it looks good uh, uh, performance that, like wise. the script on the back of yeah, the car, too. It says Alfa Romeo, like it's very artsy it's, in a way yeah. that is it, it's classy. I think it's pretty classy, absolutely. It's it it exudes class for a lack of a better word. It's it, it looks good. It looks do, like do they have a crypto sponsor? I don't know. Oh. I don't know off the top of their the, end. Is it, is it like head. required that every team have a crypto sponsor now? I'm sure. Well, I'm sure there's a Tezo sticker somewhere on that car. The no. thing about regulations is tobacco is heavily. No, please don't do that. So you get some sneaky things. Alcohol is banned in a lot of places. No. But crypto. Uh, gambling is also banned in a lot of places and not good. But crypto. We're not going to have a draft free, free just yeah. put NFTs on it. Just put NFTs all over yeah. it. Alpha Romeo, fucking raking the money. Yeah, yeah. That's what Hass needs to do, man. Hass <laughs> <laughs> NFTs. Yeah, dude. Give me the K-Mag NFTs. <laughs> no, no, it's all Gunther Steiner's face yes, just in different yes. expressions. Oh, yeah. the best. Yeah, just kickstart. I, <laughs> I paid $8 million just... for this happy Gunther NFT. <laughs> I paid nine million for the upsets for the fuck smash Gunther. <laughs> you don't talk and smash my door. Yeah. I love that he's back now. Do you think Kevin's gonna just fuck smash his door for old time's sake? Look, I hope they so. have enough money from sponsors that have disappeared to reinforce all the doors. Yeah, right, we gotta stop talking about us and yeah, talk yeah. about uh, Alpha Alpha Romeo. So they have uh, what. Their performance, right? Oh, man. It, 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 mid, midfield, if there ever was a midfield team, at least in testing. We don't know if they've got their engine turned down or what's going on. They did a couple of runs. Of one dearest Valtteri Bottas put in a run. Battery Bottas. Yeah, Boatman extraordinaire put in a run at the end of Saturday testing. 30 minutes prior to Saturday testing that shocked the grid, put it, put it, put the, put the Alfa Romeo in third, but it, it's, it's interesting yeah. though, because they have two new drivers this season for the team. So there's nobody yep. really with that institutional, uh, you know, time at, right. uh, at Alpha. Um, and the cars. And yeah. And you know, Guan Yu Zhou brand new to the sport and mm. battery Voltas right off of his stint being Lewis Hamilton's nanny. Uh, so it's he, he's got like something yeah well I mean he's, he's such a good driver in his own right but uh, you know he is compared a, he, to the Michael Jordan of the sport for so yeah. long it's gonna it, that hurts yeah. Scotty Pippen can only last so long um, how was the reliability of the Alpha over the course of the test uh, relatively okay the one big uh, blip in that in, in, in the reliability aspect would be Saturday when they had an unspecified issue with the drivetrain uh, after uh, Valtteri did his uh, his glory run. Which, oh, he uh, started the false start, the, the like restart, and then his drivetrain just stopped and he just yeah, crossed he it off a, a corner. Looked like he had a gearbox issue or something, yeah. Important so. thing to bring up then in in this discussion is 
reliability has been a bugbear during this test for mm-hmm. nearly every team. I think every team has had issues, which, yeah. again, brand new year, brand new car, uh, new year, new you. But it's been interesting that uh, I don't think there's been a, there has not been a trouble-free team throughout this uh, this testing. There What's more funny one. is, I was going to say, was more funny is the non-recorded, non-broadcasted, pre-post-testing Nothing really severely happened. As soon as the cameras go on, fire, things, people go on, it's gone to hell. Yeah. Speaking of fire, Aki, why don't you tell us about the Williams? Oh, you've actually got me on the perfect one. Uh, I, I will just quickly say, Alpha Romeo, the, the paintwork, amazing. And the, the, the hub tire covers, I'm yeah. waiting for them they're wonderful, and if they put like sponsors on them, where the faster it goes, you just see like fucking <laughs> swift energy or something. Just like they're going to put sponsors on there, and they're going to see it when they go round. Anyway, so Williams, <laughs> we've we've got like uh, beautiful. It's, it's actually quite a, a good livery. It's nothing like some of the classics of the Williams, but uh, the the performance. Is oh, it's it's hard to tell because it's just Williams hasn't been there on the grid really doing much for a while, despite the fact that we've had big Georgie Russ George Russell doing good. So Mr. we've Saturday, got the new so. car, and then we've got Latifi, who I I actually recognise his face, Esteban Ocon. I never knew what he looked like until this week. <laughs> Latifi <laughs> ended up becoming a big. F- Big show because of fire issues. His engine, not his engine, his brakes, both brakes, rear brakes, they were first blaming Bahrain as heat. But what turns out was the fire that ended up melting the suspension and making Latifi have to use a fire extinguisher on that. It was because of the brake ducts and the brake brushes. They were misaligned and so too much friction and poof. I think the quote was the cost of the the cause of the fire was quote too stupid to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just something that is like you shouldn't need to be misaligning your stuff, especially on shakedown. So that melted yeah. the rear suspension. They've been they didn't get very much laps in, uh, so they're still testing. They haven't came out with anything revolutionary in body work. It's yeah. been it, it's been uh, unfortunate for them because Williams is a team that like they're they're working real hard right now. They've gone through much like Haas, they've been through the ringer a little bit, and it's and, been personal because it's the Williams family and very yep. close to F one heart. But they had their their Wunderkin in one Georgie Brussels Sprouts mm-hmm. uh, who <laughs> got the call up from the Toto mothership to come to Mercedes. So now they're down their star driver and you replace that guy with an Alexander Albon who is, you know, a seasoned hand in the sport, uh, still young and a really good driver. Still, you have the kid that was putting your Williams in the positions that it should, it had no right being in and helping you develop that car. And now he's just part of uh, the previous year's constructor winning team it's it's hard to fill those shoes and uh their their car looked fine but unfortunately the 
work that they've done to it, at least right now, looking at it through testing, it doesn't look like they've really made a, uh, a quantum leap in terms of their performance on below compared to the rest of the grid. So they're probably still going to be near the back of the field, like the back of the midfield, uh, hunting for some points. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good looking car, but it's it, a lot of guys are predicting or projecting that it's, we're, we're looking at your back marker in the Williams. So from a team that was, uh, that it's disappointing to see them where they are to a team that finished disappointingly compared to where they wanted to be last year. We move on to one, uh, the artist formerly known as racing point, the artist formerly known as, uh, Forced India, we come to Aston Martin, who revealing the world's biggest side pods <laughs> on their actual car reveal. Uh, that thing, that boy, thick. Uh, it's thick. They're they're needing marshals every time they take it out to go. Is this too big? Get the tape measure. Okay, it's just the regulations. She's got away with it. So they're apparently. Um, we've been talking about this a bit, but again, these are for those who haven't been following. This year is brand new cars. Uh, the biggest change that's made is new aero regulations. And to quickly touch upon that, we touched upon it a bit more in the previous podcast, but uh, they're using under or a different aerodynamic concept is the way that I'll just say it to say it quickly. Uh, so the cars are all designed very differently, and the aero package determines uh, the shape of the car and how you know how the air flows over it. In this case, under it and through it. There were two schools of thought for how teams would handle this. One of them involves uh, really getting that Coke bottle shape of the car, like a very narrow car uh, to cut through the air easier. Other, the other concept was having really big and long side pods, these pods on the side that they use for cooling and airflow and air direction uh, to kind of help the car stay on the road. And uh, it looks like Aston was kind of the poster child for that concept of aerodynamics. It's also really interesting to see how that car is going to play out under race pace because Lawrence Stroll, the owner of the Alpha or the uh, Aston Martin team, has been poaching every luminary engineer from every other team that he can possibly uh, get to go over to his. And a lot of that talent uh, hasn't really been online for a tremendously long amount of time to maybe work on the initial car going into 22. But uh, they have a lot of brain power now in the aerodynamics department behind that car. So I'm very interested in seeing how their concept evolves over the course of the year. But for the moment, it looked okay. And uh, the livery on it, it's a new kind of green. It's not like the old British racing green. Um, They also lost BWT as a sponsor, either by their desire or not. Um, and they've kind of replaced it with a like a, a neon green line instead of the orange or the purple or pink. The EWT is pink. pink. The pink yeah. line that goes through the car. Uh, I think it looks good. I don't think it looks great, but um, it's striking it's on the track. It's when it glints in the sun. It's an emerald green. Yeah, so kind of interesting. Yeah, with the strange yellow line. Um, also in, uh, news from our previous talk, uh, forgot to mention this, the longtime team principal of, uh, Alpha or yeah, Aston Martin slash racing point slash 
uh, Force India, Otmar Stappenauer, has moved on from the team and is now the team principal of the Alpine team, uh, who didn't really have a team principal before this. So uh, now... Um, um, now they did. They did. It was Fernando Alonso, <laughs> man. No, damn it. Yeah. can't, can't <laughs> say that. He's got the plan. He, he has L plan. He does have L plan. So now Otmar is, uh, has moved on from Aston Martin. A lot of people saying it's because he and Lawrence were big personalities and they couldn't really be, they didn't really gel super well together. Who knows if that's true? That's kind of just like F1 goss. But he has um, upgraded like BWT because Alpine was higher in the constructor last year. Quite a that bit. They were. So. Well, can anyone here, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to tell me the name of the new team principal of the Aston Martin F1 team. Oh, God. Oh, man. I knew it at one point. Stuck. Something stuck. Next, Stuck. I can't remember. No, 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 no. It's a very good name. Yeah, tell us. Tell us, Mr. Colberto. Uh, let me make sure I get it right. The Aston Martin team principal is a man with the unfortunate name of Mike Crack. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yeah, Mike Crack. He did. So, very exciting. This has nothing to do with the performance of the Aston Martin right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the spot. To, I'm looking forward to like Crofty saying Mike Crack uh, all the time. Mike, we're on with you. Mike Crack, are you there? Yeah. Who who is uh, but, next in our running order? Well, any any more thoughts on the Aston before we move on? Well, we kind of ran the through Aston it. was the first one that when it was unrevealed, it showed us vents uh lose and yes. and the the side pods, which got everybody talking, going, oh, this is new, this is different because F1's not done this before. So this is like quite a drastic thing and it's for cooling, which gets it's it's like it's it's a it's one of the two thoughts that Ross Braun thought and the other race directors, Ross Braun, who was an engineer, turned the regulator. Uh, so his game, he was the poacher turned game hunt game warden. So he is like, yeah, this is one of the two thoughts that we thought, which was fine. Which we'll get into one of the thoughts, some of the thoughts I didn't mm-hmm. think, but so. This is like a natural progression that they had seen, but we don't know the significance to the performance yet because it's to funnel the air into the back, out the out down the bottom, do different things because it's ground effect, suck it to the ground. It's extra science, I don't know. <laughs> well what's the what was the most important part though of the Aston Martin car reveal? Oh, are you are, do do you, are you meant are you alluding to long-haired Vettel? Oh. I'm alluding to the fact that Sebastian Vettel looks like he climbed out of a time machine. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, there was a lot of time travel last season with the sparks and the. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Alonso already went back in time, so I guess yeah. Vettel's like, "It's my turn." Yeah, <laughs> he was four world championship when he had the most head of hair, and he was fucking balding like a new man. I don't know what science he's done, but the German is doing it. Oh, it's it's very good. Uh, Sebastian Vettel looks like a new man. He found out whoever put Lewis Hamilton's hair back on his head and (laughs) has liberally applied this. Uh, So, looking forward to the new Sebastian this season. Uh, He'll definitely clean up every racetrack after the race. And... 
in the testing, nothing exciting, and Lance Stroll. I mean, I think there was more breakdowns with uh, Aston Martin, and Lance Stroll hasn't done anything exciting. And it's uh, has he ever done anything exciting? He was exciting in racing points, but they had the illegal air brakes and Mercedes technology. Yeah. <laughs> pink, pink so, Mercedes. That's the time then the where pink Mercedes had points. <laughs> Ah, so gotcha. for the next team, uh, dearest Boba, oh. uh, can you tell us about the laziest fashion brand of all time? <laughs> oh, are we talking about Red Bull Two Electric Boogaloo? Is that what we're talking about? Indeed, we are. Oh man, ah man, man, has Pierre never looked better than in his reveal liberty mm. reveal getup? I'll tell you what. No, um, I wasn't looking at the car. I was looking at him. Yeah, man. They said here's he had the drift. He did. He did in fact have the drift. Him and Yuki out here with full drift. Watch out, homie. You about to drown? (laughs) No, but so they they revealed a fine looking car. It is a car. Their Colberto is dying. Um, it it has a paint job. (laughs) It's like it's like you know. 20 feet of Formula One car. It's it's the most <laughs> car-looking car on the grid to me. It is. It, it, it looks very much so like a Formula One car. That's that's what you can say about it, man. But it, you've they, got it, Flex Boy on the front. You've got the Flex, Flex Boy sponsor. Flex Box, yeah. No, it's Flex Boy. It's Flexy Boy. It's the Sexy Boy. Oh. <laughs> they, 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 have, they have come up with a car livery, and they have put it on the car. That's what has, that's what Red Bull 2 has done. Uh, beyond that, they have looked okay in testing. They've looked decent. It's a departure for Red Bull 2. For it, It's not a copy-paste, essentially, of the Red Bull car, which is nice. You know, it's it, it, it shows some independence. Yeah. It's It doesn't quite oh. look like a feeder team this year, so we'll see. Nothing yeah. extreme. Except for the porpoising, because we've seen Peter well, Gasly oh, absolutely yeah. being sucked to the ground, bounced up and down, sucked to the ground, bounced up and down. So, Aki, could you walk us through uh, porpoising and what that is? Right quick, it, before we get to porpoising, I think we should. I, I think we should wait till we get to the worst offender for the porpoising to get. To okay, we'll, right, okay, we'll hold off on porpoising for the time being. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the Alpha Tower, it, it is cool that it does not look like just a, you know, the Red Bull, but a little less. Yeah. And it, it's, it's sugar free be a Red very Bull. Sometimes year. it looks like sugar free Red Bull. <laughs> so it's, it did well. You know, it yeah. had a pretty solid time testing. They had uh, not many issues, as you were saying. So it's, it's a solid car. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting year for the two drivers, um, given that car. Yuki Tsunoda has to start putting up or shutting up when it comes to results uh, on that team. I'm surprised they gave me a contract renewal. That was so funny. I oh, love yeah. that guy so much. <laughs> I hope great. that he's starts he doing good. better. Like uh, Yuki, he feels uh, uncomfortable. Well, he's not uncomfortable. But he's not confident in front of the camera, at least. So I don't know how uh, not confident he is in the car. Guan Yu Joe, he's fucking just like he feels like he's been there for years already, even though he's yeah, just got there. Man. But uh, Yuki, he was defending like a madman in the last season, and Gasly and Yuki have put in good times in testing, but that's testing. Don't know. I, I Gasly. Would, yeah, uh, speaking of Gasly, I'd be surprised if this wasn't Gasly's last season in uh, in Red Bull 2 team, you know? 
Yeah, there is. I agree. There is his contract up, and he has targeted Red Bull for next year. But I think it's like Red Bull or bust, and he is probably the most undervalued talent on the grid in terms Uh of like what he's able to pull out. So he is going to be a hot commodity for a team that wants to maybe trade up one of their drivers if they're looking like a solid team. Absolutely. Um, Also. Last season of well, Checo's on a one year, so who he knows could come what will happen? Yeah, yeah. It's it. I think the it's going to be it, the talking is going to happen on the track. So yeah. we'll see what happens this year with that. But uh, Gasly has a big incentive to put in some impressive results behind the wheel of that car this year because it's going to you know either get him a better deal at Alpha Tauri, which. Probably is not going to happen. Yeah, or it's going to influence where he goes next. Whether Doctor Helmet Mako decides he's good enough again, or <laughs> if he ends up getting snapped up by another team that may be uh, rotating out some talent. Gasly is I, like I, a lot of drivers. Oh, I'll let Boba go. I've talked too much. Go. <laughs> no, you're you're fine, Aki. All but right. I, I was going to say Gasly is hungry, and money yep. isn't what he cares about. He wants the world championship. He wants a drive. He, he wants a drive. And I think uh, in a better car, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hot, hot boba take, right? Okay. So you, you guys are ready? All right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Lewis says he doesn't want to come back next year. And, and, and Mercedes has to go shopping. Oh, that's going to be, I think Mercedes performances here is going to be a big weather vane as to what Lewis's uh, yeah, exactly. next yep. move is going to be. Um, I don't know what deal he's on right now, as a matter of fact. I, he, uh, he only ever does one year's. He, oh, that's right. Because then he gets to go back to the negotiating table and he usually it's like still I rise in salary, you know, as yeah. he goes back <laughs> and just is able to negotiate from a position of supreme power. But someone else's uh, wages, right? But we can talk about them when we get to them. We can. Uh, however, it is your turn to continue talking, Aki. Oh, because God. you're up for El Plan. El, El Plan. Plan, Alpine, uh, Alonso, and I. It's Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon is the other Esteban. one on the Alpine. Esteban. Yeah. I, I genuinely forget he exists. I, I say that, look, I say that Pierre Gasly might be the most underrated talent on the grid, but maybe That's it's Esteban because it's no, Esteban. like nobody here he's remembers him. And he's, he's good. Yeah. Alonso did the defense. I say sneaky win. All wins are valid. It's yeah. just, it wasn't powerhouse, but he got there. He got there. That's what matters. But uh, a W is a W. The, the Alpine, uh, it looks great in the blue, even with the pink. Granted, it looks a little bit like Colgate. What, what, what about the pink? What's the pink? <sighs> the pink is just a fucking racing point. Of, I, I am having flashbacks of racing points, and I'm like, <laughs> it's not racing point. <laughs> why, why are they obsessed with a full pink? We only get the blue and pink for some races, then we'll flick to the pink, and then the pink is only for some. They've got an idea, so we're going to go back to the blue eventually. So what? why is it pink, Aki? Because BWT, <laughs> uh, Best Water Team, or some sh- they're all water company. <laughs> water people. People <laughs> who do water. They have so much money that for whatever reason, they, they don't know slap to do it with- in front of the people going, pink. 
bang. The, the, they're like one bang. demand is the car must be pink, and every team looks at their oodles and doodles of cash and goes, "Yeah, okay, we can do it's that." Like beat them with millions of dollars until they say, "Okay, we'll give you pink." Yeah. That's not a bad position to be in. I'd wear pink all the time if they gave me a couple million dollars. Oh, man, I'd wear a pink shirt every day of the week if, I, if BWT was like, hey, man. Pink isn't bad. It money. can't be pulled off, but Listen, BWT, BWT is so obsessed with it. BWT, if you're listening to this podcast, okay, I'm going to let you know right now. I'll walk around in a BWT. I'll go to work in a BWT shirt if you pay me, like, 20 bucks. 20 bucks a day. <laughs> Okay. They, they they pay for the shirt. You get a free shirt and twenty bucks. That's profit. twenty bucks That's a day. That's all I'm asking. I'll wear it's your like shirt. One of those memes, like you give yeah. me twenty bucks, I wear your <laughs> shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but the oh. uh, performance of the LP, it feels it's in there. It's nothing spectacular. They haven't come out with anything no, extreme. Yeah. No extreme mods, but it's been performing some reliable. Issues because it feels like the the people with the less time and in, in tunnels and such are getting some of the worst reliability right now. But they might be, <clears throat> they might be trying to cut things too close as like they're trying to be too smart with the stuff and just going beyond. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but there is uh, Alpine feels like it might have power and position, and we've got Alonso. Alonso can get possessions. Esteban Ocon can slip somewhere into positions. <laughs> you're, you're, the Alpine's also a strange car because it's it's uh it doesn't share anything with any of the other teams. Yeah. Where like Mercedes has teams that use Mercedes parts. Same thing for Ferrari. Same thing for yeah. Uh, same thing for Red Bull. Really with former uh, Renault. Former but Renault. Alpine is Alpine, and that like. They can develop their engine independently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can. They don't have any customers to worry about, which you know is both an advantage and a disadvantage. Um, and Lord Eyebrows himself has proven to be still a true talent behind the wheel. Yeah, um, and Esteban still has something to show. I think on the track, but so it's good. Alpine yeah. has in the wings a very hot commodity that was oh, even brought man. up for Haas. Uh, their tester, their test Oscar, driver. Os- uh, their he can be driver. traded and sold all over the place. <laughs> Oscar Piastri, F2 what? champion. Yeah. yeah, that is true. That is, is very he true. He is their reserve driver. Fun and fact, he... has been volunteered for... Uh, uh, it, it, God, Alpine have volunteered him for the McLaren. replacement seat. If, yeah, if Danny can't make it at McLaren. Uh, oh, it, Danny isn't that better. crazy? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta have an Aussie to replace an Aussie, right? That's <laughs> but Mark Webber's been right in his joy. Yeah, Mark yeah, Webber's been right in his his paddock. Literally, every, he's up and down, going Oscar Pastry, you need him. Oscar Pastry, you need him. Oscar Pastry, you need him. He's been Mark Webber, naturally an Aussie, a fellow Aussie, fellow f1 champion at some I mean, points and such he is up and down going get mark and everyone feels he's been stolen the victory by guanju joe's money yeah. so i mean well, it's it's it, money talks right just as much as uh performance sometimes mm-hmm. in this but i think piastri is like a no-brainer <laughs> that he's going to get onto the grid it's just, just a matter of when and with whom. With, so after the retirement of Lord Eyebrows. Well, th- <laughs> that's the thing is Alonso's forty, and that would you know he's the oldest driver on the grid. 
He's still uh, again. He is a t- true oh, talent yeah, behind the wheel. He's, he's hungry. A, he's very hungry. Yeah. Well, he's he's never. You can never fault the guy for ambition, and no. uh, he's able to uh, to compete with that. So we'll we'll see where Alpine fits this year. It was kind of hard to tell through the testing where they yeah. are. They've uh, they've been but, ranked rather low in testing, actually. Like uh, out of out of the the listings I've seen, they've they've come out on the bottom half of the back markers. We'll see what they're able to perform at. Uh, again, testing is all this talk about like who's the man coming out of the testing is very crystal ball since. Uh, testing performance doesn't usually net one to one when it comes to on track. Oh, performance. certainly. I think we have two clear front runners, and we'll get to them in a bit. But but hey. uh, we'll go to a team that has uh, had some interesting things going on with it right now in uh, the McDonald's. I mean, McLaren team <laughs> and uh, what they've been able to bring to the table. Uh, so. In the first test, well, first of all, we'll go over the livery, which is kind of controversial, and I'll, I'll tell you this much: the uh, the color change and lines on the car did not show up on the F1 Lego. The, it looks very much like the 2021 livery um, on that car. So, yeah, uh, but that was a last minute reveal thing with that livery. Uh, I think it looks. Uh, it's been up in the air as to whether or not people like it. I like it. I think it looks yeah. pretty good. Um, we have a, we have a friend, Flop, who is a diehard McLaren fan, fan who is uh, not happy with it. But oh. Yeah, he, he's very vocal about his disappointment in it, like a disappointed dad. But then again, I don't know, I like it. I, I think again, it looks neat. Yeah, he's, It might be the soft Swedish. blue that's throwing people off. Yeah, he's Swedish, so his opinion doesn't really matter, <laughs> so that's fine. You'd think he would enjoy the blue. Yeah. Uh, I think that McLaren, it was a, so they came in fourth last year, right? <laughs> and they were fighting with Ferrari up until near the end. Uh, and, and they've been doing that for the last Danny two or three seasons. They've been fighting for that third, fourth, fifth place. Yeah. So they, they have a lot of talent behind that team in uh, both their engineering and in Danny Rick and uh, Lando, the Mando Norris. So uh, I think Lando is uh, incredibly hungry to get up there. And Danny is on borrowed time when it comes to his ability to really fight for a world championship. So I think they're going to drive the wheels off that thing, whatever car they're given. Um, Not that anybody else really isn't. Yeah. Although uh, Ricky hasn't gotten behind the wheel yet for testing this he Meek. was he was in Barcelona. He wasn't. Yeah, last he, time, he, he, but not this time. To touch and on race it, week um, is race week as well. So yeah, to touch on it right quick. Uh, Dan, Daniel Ricciardo has come down with COVID nineteen uh, as yeah. of last week Friday. So he should be in the car for COVID regulations in Bahrain on Friday. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think that, um, interestingly enough, uh, we could leave porpoising to uh, the team that got the meme, but uh, they were, McLaren was like the least affected by porpoising yeah. throughout the entirety Absolutely. of mm-hmm. testing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when asked about it, uh, their, their team principal is like, yeah, we don't know why. Uh, it <laughs> huh. just isn't. Yeah, they're like, well, wind tunnel testing is a really poor indicator for whether or not a car is going to be affected by that phenomenon. 
So they're like, yeah, we just set it up the way we set it up and ran it. And everybody else is having these issues. And we're just like, what issues? They know. So, they have to it, know. <laughs> um, I, I bet they got theories for it. But like aerodynamics is a very hard uh, engineering science. So but probably that's there true. There's one regulation that has been put through and recent as race talks uh, that every race week, two, uh, two or three constructors will be forced to parade in front of the media and give the up-to-date technology talk. Yes. The, 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 the FIA already knows every single show and tell like yes, yeah, man. every single detail. The FIA already knows every single detail. There is no secrets anymore. And that you have to find out if it's legal and you will be put in front of the media and you have to be honest. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, fuck. They, they don't have anything that's incredibly uh, noteworthy on the car in terms oh, of yeah. like a de- departure in terms of their aerodynamic concept or anything. They haven't gone to um, an extreme. They just don't porpoise. But yeah. they're yeah. reliable. Uh, Lando did a lot of but their reliability has went down the drain after a lot of laps. So. Uh, yeah, Bahrain. Uh, they had an issue in Bahrain with their front brakes. Specifically, there was an issue with the front brake ducts not get, putting enough air through the system. Yeah, so a, a lot of teething issues up and down the grid for these these brand new cars. Uh, but yeah, I think that they they look despite that. They look like they are in about the same position as they were in the previous year through mm-hmm. testing. Like they are poised to be able to fight for the occasional race win and to be at the front of the grid. And who knows in an actual race pace that they can keep the car together. Uh, yeah. They could be a serious challenger and the pointy end of the grid uh, may have expanded from two teams to four teams yeah. Which would be really cool if yeah. that happened. And uh, I'll put this, well, I'll hold that for the end. But um, let's move on to the next team, unless there's more about McLaren than anybody wants to say quick. Uh, I, I'd, I'd note that just as AlphaTari has put together a livery that looks like an F1 car, right? In the same way that AlphaTari has put together a livery that looks like an F1 car. McLaren has put together a car that looks like an F1 2022 car. It's, 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 it, it, there's nothing special about it. It, it, it looks like an F1 <laughs> car from 2022. Uh, the, yeah, there's not there's not too much. I like it. It but, looks good. It's a good-looking car. Yeah. But it's nothing to write home about. However, um, speaking of cars... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, however, the problem with the F20, the, the 2022 cars, they are more angular, they're arrow-shaped, there's, there's curves... Uh, if I am um, seeing it from the sidelines, I keep thinking they're a modern indie car because <laughs> indie cars bit, yeah. are getting the same. Have already been pointed for a few years, so it's like, oh, I keep thinking this is indie car for a second. Speaking of uh, car liveries that astound and shock us, Boba, tell us about the team that chose the brave color of red this year for their oh, livery. Oh, are we talking about the Scubaria? We are talking about the Scuderia. Yeah. <laughs> the Scuderia Ferrari has come up with a car that is, as Colberto has alluded to, red. It's red. Yes, <laughs> this year it will be red. Bold Deeper choice. Red. 
But it's still Turns red. out red with giant shell logos on it. Like, oh, who could have seen this coming? Who saw this one? No one saw this coming. It's astounding. <laughs> Everyone wrote about it. No. <laughs> the thing they have wrote about is the fluorescent green middle window logo yeah. is off. There is no yeah, fluorescent no, green. No more uh, wow, Philip Morris logo on the Ferrari car. Yeah, the the mission win now is win later because they're they're gone. It's no yeah. more. Yeah. Goodbye, Philip Morris. Goodbye, Marlboro. It was it was fun while it lasted. Who? What kind we of had, world is this that you can't yeah, be smoking F one? We had some the the, the classic McLaren Marlboro cars were kick ass. The the classic Williams. Good. Elf and car, car camel cigarettes. There's the JPS special Lotus, the the black one that was the originator for uh, Grand yeah, Effect era the and yeah. such. Well, while I agree, while but I anyway, uh, the idea that no more tobacco logos. I, I digress. Um, yeah, uh, they have been if the, the most consistent uh, performer as far as testing has gone. No real issues to speak of. Consistent runs, well, always dis- in the top d- of the Despite chart. maybe maybe a bit of that phenomenon that we were talking about. Don't worry, we're getting there. We'll, we'll, we shall be talking of, about this phenomenon shortly. But yeah, they've had a, they've had a bit of the old porpoise. They've had, they, they've had some of the dolphin, some of the killer whale. Um... But not nearly as bad as some of the other teams. <laughs> Mercedes. Um, it, it, my God, though, is that car quick? Like it, they have put quick. together a package in that thing. They have an engine that works. They they've got these crazy side pods. They they have gone both wide and scalloped, which is strange. And what I mean by scalloped is they've scooped out the inside of the side pods, so you've got this almost bird bath thing. I think they've also they've been referred to as like the bird bath side pods. It's it's wild, man. They they have gone above and beyond on this on this car. In that vein, it looks like some of the teams that are at the pointy end of the timesheets and look really quick, just in terms of how they go around the track, have gone with more radical aero concepts. Uh, mm. So it's it's that's that's an interesting thing to note, and I'm looking to I'm interested in how that's going to play out going forward. But yeah, like Boba said, they've been probably the most consistent throughout testing. But that's also the and, drivers. We have yeah, Clark well, got... and Signs, who I feel are top. And consistent, which is so goddamn important. Bottas also is great, get along but not consistent. Other. Yeah, they're, they're no, they also good like team. super get along with each other. I think uh, that's probably more down to signs being genial. Well, than yeah, signs <laughs> is the chillest guy on the grid, yeah. man. That guy is my favorite. Like, there are a couple of drivers that are my favorite drivers, right? Just because I can't choose, but Carlos Signs, man, that is the kind of guy that you want to hang out with. Yeah, man. I, I mean. Carlos Sainz will touch Lando's Norris balls right in the middle of an interview. Just go up there and tap him. Right as he's trying to talk. Do that too. Yeah, (laughs) they just do it to everybody. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it looks good. I really think uh, this is the Bolchito prediction, which is very not radical at all. Is (laughs) that Ferrari has a strong chance of being a world title contender? Uh, in both well. constructors and uh, driver 
for, uh, for, for this year. I think that they've been on the back foot a bit too long. I think that Ferrari has uh, a lot of momentum behind it right now. And, you know, if the, if the parts they were able to give to Haas have worked out to produce a car that looks as good as it does from its last place position, if their factory team is able to put together a real package, and it looks like they might have, that's going to be something that will give Mercedes and Red Bull something to to worry about when they go to bed at night. Oh, Not yeah, just Mercedes Red Bull, Alpha Tori Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, man. If they're out of the midfield, then yeah. On to the next team. So, uh, Aki, would you like an energy drink? <laughs> I had to quit genuine energy drinks because I drank too much. But Red Bull, I I genuinely, there's points where I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to a Red Bull because I, I just think of Sergio Perez and I, <laughs> I want to fund him, his eighth mansion, that poor Mexican, Mexican boy, he came from nothing. I want to fund him, he's the eighth mansion. So okay. we've got Red Bull, uh, world championship, Max Verstappen, not constructs constructor due to points and things, but uh, Red Bull uh, has pulled some fast times. The livery, the dark, it's a bit dark, uh, but I like the yellow on it with the red. It, it's such it's it's the Red Bull livery, right? Yeah, like they still haven't Red really still just done Red anything. <laughs> They've made it slightly dark fine. so they can go. Yeah, it it's looks not like the same car. Thing. Let's go. Uh, I'll say this much: having seen the the old car in person, uh, it like that car that looks kind of boring on TV looks so good in person because that like Red Bull super dark blue is a matte finish. Yeah, and a lot of the other cars have glossy finishes. When that thing goes by, it looks like. You know that one person that has, you know, an Acura Integra and it's just they put like a matte wrap on it so that they look cool. What if it actually did look cool? That's kind of what the Red Bull looks like going around a track. So, it, yeah, yeah. Red Bull's design uh, and I'm porpoising as well, but because they are really messing around with their underskirt, their side skirt, which is no longer a set of cathedrals because of the ground effect going underneath the car to create the downforce. Uh, the rear wings are not the main reason for downforce. Front wings are not the main reason for downforce. It's the channels underneath the car to suck them down, which that also means that when your air pressure lets up, the car bounces back up on its suspension. But then you're going fast again, sucked down, pulled up, sucked down, pulled up, called porpoising. No, wrong, wrong competitor. Oh, spell. Wrong competitor. No. He's, he's, we've only got one more competitor. You know no, no, we'll and talk he... about the phenomenon, and then, like, I, I wonder which team had the issue. <laughs> yeah, but so, so that happens. But, but everybody's having the issue, but some worse than others. And Red Bull, with the sucking down, they are radically fucking around with their side bits. They are first going for the skirts. There's edges on there. There's nothing too radical like cathedrals being fucking built there. But they're also slimmed down their side pods, not as radical as the another team. They've slimmed down their side pods to go into the more Coke ball. They were white before, more Coke ball. Red Bull are pulling out all the stops. They're throwing Every experimental idea they have right now, figuring shit out, and it's getting a bit radical. 
They even have on the back of the car where the air dumps out something that looks suspiciously yes. like a double diffusery concept, uh, which was made famous by the 2009 Braun F1 team, which propelled it and Ross Braun, uh, formerly of Ferrari, to uh, to a world championship. Yeah, you you you, yeah. you must. I mistook the other invention for the other uh, effect. You were meaning. The fucking diffuser, and I must stick the other. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's but fine. Anyways, um, but yeah, there is that thing, and no one's brought up any Ill- illegalities. But everyone's like performance. We don't know. Uh, I, I think the Red Bull looks like it might be the fastest car on the grid, and yeah. uh, consistently so. So it it and the Ferrari, I think specifically in it, their current trim, are going to be uh, nose to nose when it comes to what they're going to be able to pull out in races. Uh, or at least in Bahrain. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I kind of expected Nui and his team to come up with something crazy for the new regulations, and that's kind of Nui's thing. And they've not disappointed. The car looks different than other cars. Maybe not as much as the one we're going to talk about in a minute, but it's a, it's a radical design. And the updates or the upgrades that they added at the last at the end of the last test uh, brought it a level above. Mm. Does that mean that they're going to be the best? Um, I don't know because they brought those upgrades to that test and did them. Every other team on the grid is seeing what they've done or they already have their own upgrades uh, getting ready to deploy onto their cars. So uh, I think the performance of all of these cars is going to notably change and the pecking order will be affected a lot over the course of the, the first uh bit of the season first half, as everybody comes to terms then there's with, new uh, packages uh, coming then second half we'll see what happens yeah uh, but red bull looking seriously quick uh however the current reigning world champion eight times in a row of the constructors at the very least in f1's turbo hybrid era undefeated in the turbo hybrid era uh in plug walks Mercedes. In- and Mercedes had their livery reveal, which looked like a Mercedes. Then they came to the track and they just unzipped and dropped it where they're like, side pods? What side pods? And just decided to all but eliminate them from the side of their car in a move that every other team was like, I didn't know you could do that. And everyone pulled out their rule books. Ross and Braun said, yeah, I didn't know you could do not- that. The man yeah, Ross yeah, Braun nobody saw it. One of the two versions. Yeah, Ross Braun oh, said, it, I didn't know you could do that. So this makes the Mercedes by far the, uh, the most narrow car on the grid, which is good for straight line arrow. And it's uh, it, it's just... I mean, it was such a crazy change from what anyone expected it to to be. Not only that, it's not the only aero controversy on the new Mercedes. Yeah, uh, they've also added a whole complex of uh, airflow like veins right behind their wing mirrors, which the drivers use to see behind them, and by rules cannot be a functional aerodynamic bit. But through a bit of an inventive interpretation of the rules, which to be fair is what everybody's doing. Yeah. They've decided that the air coming off of that can then be redirected by some channels behind it. 
and uh, have that be used to improve the aerodynamics of the car. So all in all, uh, and we haven't talked about the livery yet, but it's boring as hell. It just looks like a silver it's Mercedes. A yeah. I uh, expect Kurosawa to be coming out in the car anytime soon. Yeah, yeah it's... I am... It, which is a shame, because the black Mercedes of the last couple of years looks so oh, damn yeah. good to me. But uh, I, I like I like the livery, the, but it's, it's nothing special. We saw it for 10 years, We're almost. <laughs> it is such a wild concept, and Oh boy, are they having trouble taming this concept right now? So Aki porpoising you, was yeah. just mentioned, and I yeah. think yeah. Aki can walk us through what happened to Mercedes yeah. over the course of testing. Uh, Mercedes. What happened to poor George Russell? Uh, poor George Russell. I don't actually know. <laughs> Oh no! I'm going to have to just admit this is the one blank spot of this entire conversation. I don't know, but I no. He just got him him and Lewis both just got the porpoise. I I don't know how else to describe it. They got porpoised, man. They got they got thrown around in that car like there's no. They have they have complained. Their necks are sore. I mean, like they go through heavy training for necks, but for the most part, the rest of the racers haven't really complained about the porpoising. I mean, I'm sure it's fucking annoying when you're driving, but the performance, they're scared of losing performance if they do too much. And they're wanting active suspension. They're talking about active suspension, but I I don't know what you're alluding to, sorry. No, no, it's just active. He was just goofing there, but I think that... It's interesting that active suspension, for what it's worth, is a suspension that uh, instead of just being a static push or pull rod suspension system, it's just springs, uh, an active one will work with the car to keep the car as low to the ground as possible. So it's computerized in terms of how it functions. I think there's a mechanical one that a team developed, too, to get around those regs, which is very cool. Well, we had the um, 93. Yeah. They had the mass dampeners for a while, which were just springs with weights that would go up and down and take out a it, lot it was, of the excessive it movement. It was outlawed, though, for, uh, for, for a this while. season. Um, yeah. For the, it yeah, was back it, for the last season and a couple seasons prior to that, but it was been outlawed for this season. Yeah, so but with the cars now working off of more of a downforce concept and with porpoising being something that, yeah, Mercedes is kind of the poster child for the issue, but... Every team with the well, McLaren's had it, but not nearly as bad. Uh, every team's experienced it to some degree. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not they can work it out mechanically to get that fixed, or if they need to bring in a new solution like what, uh, an active suspension. What in order they've to been get talking that about right now control. is right height. So the lower to the ground, mm-hmm. the the more the it sucks. So there's less bouncing up and down. But you're fast on the straights, but you're slow in the corner because you want to lift up so that you're not sucked to the ground and they want to corner. So, oh, they're in a hard spot. I I really wonder if the lack of aerodynamic component because of the deletion of the side pods for Mercedes is really causing a lot of those issues. Well, I mean, so they revealed... This, the 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 slim down side pod design for Bahrain, and subsequently, what we can only assume is the rest of the season. But in uh, Barcelona, they had showed up with with a car that looked much more traditional uh, to what everyone else brought. It's 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 but interesting. I, I think that. Oh, go ahead. 
I think that more than any other, more than any other team, I think they just do not have their hands around this car. Oh, uh, most certainly. Yeah. It's going to be. They are the yeah. ones with the least amount of simulator time, the least amount of tokens. The, uh, all the regulations have camp, capped them because they are near the top. But, and so but Red Bull was right behind them. Like Red yeah. Bull didn't have much more time I in mean, aero development than Mercedes did. They don't really have. I think you're, you're, the difference there is uh, we don't talk about Mercedes oh. aerodynamics in the same way we talk about Adrian Newey for Red Bull, right? Well, I mean, they Adrian don't have Newey a is an aerodynamicist, but James Allison has put together like a oh, championship-winning car consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, although there was upon, slight sneakery, yeah, and, and and we're talking about a car oh, that's uh, founded upon the 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 basis of a car that won the initial championship in the turbo hybrid era. So they always had the engine sorted. They weren't like everybody else where they had to figure out what they needed to do to get the engine to work. They they always had the the they were always on the front end for engine development and everything else was kind of secondary to that for the last yeah. since 2014. And and now we're looking at while it's yes, it's the same engine it's it's the same turbo hybrid technology. We're we're talking about a completely we're talking about a set of rules that has put aero first. And I guess in a way that the Mercedes, uh, when it was having issues, didn't really play nicely in any sort of dirty air. Like it was a car designed for optimal. It was a very yeah. German car. So yeah. of like in optimal conditions. The world is a sphere in a vacuum. You know that that kind of deal. Yeah. So. Maybe some of that has crept into it, but I just think what they've done is they've grabbed a hold of something that has a lot more potential, maybe, than other teams in the the super slim side pods, in the the jankery going on behind the wing mirrors, and it has, like, from simulations, maybe it does provide uh, a competitive edge compared to the other aero concepts in this, uh, in this state, but they've had cooling issues. They've had porpoising issues. The car has not looked like it is a great car to keep together. And the drivers have not been able to, the drivers and engineers have not really been able to, uh, to make it look convincing as a consistent performer. Um, having said that, it still put up some seriously fast times. Yeah, so it's, still it's not a bad car. And I yeah. think that with a little bit of, uh, you know, once they add some 11 herbs and spices to it, it's going to kind of start flourishing as a car in the championship. And I, you know, Mercedes is going to put umpteen gorillion dollars in personnel behind this as much as they can with the cost cap, I guess. But yeah, they have, they have the brain trust to do it. It's how quickly can they convert on that and what potential performance do they lose to make the drivers happy? Um, one of the things that we learned in MotoGP recently is uh, the bike or the car in this case being super like on the edge and performant is one thing, but doing that at the cost of your drivers really getting comfortable and confident with the the car or the bike uh, is detrimental. Um, Specifically in, in MotoGP, which I'm tempted to do another podcast about, I love it so much. Uh, in the first race of the season, Ducati was the clear favorites going into the season to win the race. 
they started tweaking with their bike and turning their drivers into test drivers effectively of the bike riders, I guess in this case. And as a consequence, they did a Ducati won the race. The Ducati was a 2021 Ducati. The new ones did not perform up to expectations and kind of like disappointed during the course of the race. Uh, I'm worried about Mercedes in that respect. I think that they still have some development to do. I think that they have a new driver in a Mercedes who's never, you know, he's driven one before once it admittedly to great effect, just let down by a team. Um, Lewis, I think could probably drive anything. So he might be able to get his, his uh, brain around it a little quicker. How quickly can they get that car to perform at the potential that it should be performing at? Yeah, I know. I think that's absolutely right. I, it, it shows promise. It's they definitely had the engine turned down for testing. Um, Lewis was able to throw up quick times, uh, though he was sandbagging. You can look at like the many sector times and see that like on the last couple of sectors he would back off substantially. Um, yeah, it's just about like you said whether or not they can get their heads around it, and figure out where the issue lies. Uh, it, it's 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 very it looks very rough on the drivers. Like if if there was one thing to take away from the Mercedes car, I think it lo- does not look like it's a fun drive. Yeah, I I wonder. Well, we've been here before too, because Mercedes has looked kind of off kilter in preseason testing in the past, and has come back to win the first race of the season. So what if uh, this entire testing is? Oh no, my tires are about to explode and they've just been faking the entire thing and they just come <laughs> out and everything's fine because don't listen to I'd Lewis Hamilton. I'd be upset. I'd be actually upset. <laughs> that's, that's why they got rid of the side pods. There is no benefit. They were just like, we're fucking with you. So we want you to go with no side pods and you're slow yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Good luck cooling your car, fool. <laughs> they come out so, with the biggest and highest. <laughs> Cooling, cooling issues were a common theme over in, in Bahrain. Uh, during that test, there were a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, ev- everyone trying to have, you know, smaller radiator, lighter it is. Yeah. And just in terms of the, the different car, you know, the way the air flows through it anyway. The the hubcap part, some are complaining. It's it's hard to say mm. what the actual effect is, yeah, but there is less air that's capped off. The brakes are, mm, don't know what's happening, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, overall um, throughout this, we can go through our predictions right now. So actually, yeah. let me kick it back over. We'll go in reverse order. Aki, what are your predictions going into, what's your hot take for the first race? First race. Uh, Mercedes is going to be threatening in the qualifications. But I just feel that it's going to be, maybe if, if the issues are true, even on race day, we might be seeing Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes, and then it's a fight to get on reliability. I think reliability might be uh, it might be a war of attrition to get round the track. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Boba? First race predictions. So, all right. Let's say we we already. Let's get the easy ones out of the way. Uh, I'd say probably Red Bull first, 
by constructor, right? So Red Bull first, Ferrari second, third, uh, let's say probably Mercedes. They're going to look bad in qualifying, but then Lewis Hamilton's going to hammer time it, and that's going to be that. Uh, fourth, McLaren. Mm. Fifth, probably maybe AlphaTauri. Six, I hope Haas, and then everybody else. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, well, specifically, yeah. So you think that uh, Alpine might win the midfield? Is what you're saying? Or no, Alpha Tauri might win the midfield. Yeah, they look bad. They've looked a lot better than most of the other teams. Uh, it's it's. I mean, there's there might be some in the Alpine, but the uh, Alpha Tauri has just looked more consistent. It's they've had less issues. Um. I guess very telling there, I took McLaren and Ferrari out of the midfield in making that statement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those. Uh, I'd say if we it, we don't have a lot to go on from Bahrain in terms of uh, McLaren testing, right? But then again, Bahrain's, they, they, they say, oh, it's like one of the most difficult circuits. It's got the highest deg for any track in, in, in the entire calendar. It, sure, man. You know, and they were testing in the heat, so no wonder they're going to have break issues. The race is at night. As long as they can figure out those issues, McLaren probably will be third, unless Mercedes can figure out what the hell's going on. So I think that it's going to be a shootout between, like, very uncontroversial opinion. I think Ferrari and Red Bull are going to be yeah. going to blows to see who's yeah. going to win this race. And uh, you have. I think Ferrari might come out on top here. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had an incredibly consistent car. They've had a fast car, and they have a lot of hunger in that team to be back at the pointy end of the stick in in the sport. So they kind of won the best of the rest last year uh, in a tight fight with McLaren. Coming off of that, really got a lot of. Uh, I got a feeling behind that. So you know, my my bones hurt. It's gonna rain, kind of yeah. deal. <laughs> that Ferrari might pull in the first uh, the first win of the season. Uh, Mercedes may be sandbagging. Uh, I know that they say that they aren't, but they always say that they aren't. So they might yeah. be a surprise uh, special guest on the podium. But I think Red Bull's gonna be there. Uh, their car looked too convincing to say that they aren't gonna be there. Uh, McLaren is. I think Aston Martin still has something to show. I know people are rating them low right now. I think that there's something there that is is going to kind of reveal itself under full race conditions. Um, Alpine, I think, kind of just showed their hand a little bit. They're going to be good. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty damn good. The upgrades, I think, are going to make or break them. Uh, can you know pursuant to the other teams, but McLaren, I think, is going to do well. Danny being a little under the weather going into the first race, puts a little bit of, uh, takes a little of that pep out of their step. Uh, I saw Lewis Lando... Hamilton, he couldn't even stay on the thing after a few months, stay on the podium, because it, there's long-term effects sometimes. Yeah, the Lando is going to, I think Lando's going to have a good result coming through this. Uh, who else is there? Alpha Tauri, I don't know. They're going to be somewhere in the midfield. Yeah. Williams looks unfortunate, so hopefully they get their issues sorted out. I think they'll probably end up showing more strength in later races, but this first race, uh, unless they're able to really pull a rabbit out of their hat, probably going to be near the back, if not the back. Uh, Haas looks damn good. I think that Haas is going to be 
somewhere up there if they can keep the cars on the road, I guess, or not have a double pit stop issue like that one time. Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with them. What and Alfa Romeo think? is like the Alfa Romeo is like the placeholder F one team right at this point. Yeah. So they're there. I think they're struggling for an identity. Uh, oh yeah, right now. God, yeah. They've struggled for years. The only identity was Kimi Raikkonen. That was the identity of Alfa Romeo. Yeah, that's yeah. They had Italian Jesus there too, but you know, Italian Jesus <laughs> died for F one sins. He's no longer. Uh, they have the hot commodity in Guan Yu Zhou. So, like, the most popular F one team in China is going to be Alfa Romeo. So oh, yeah, that's that's a thing. And with that, might come an injection to that team of uh, of something. Uh, which may end up, you know, Chinese sponsors are now going to want to come to that team. Maybe it's uh, a good position that they'll be in for future seasons, but I don't think that Alfa Romeo is going to show us anything. Uh, I, I think that Haas is going to take Alfa Romeo's spot as the better of the two sub Ferrari teams or Ferrari customer teams. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it feels like Ferrari is also bet on Haas being the better team going into this season. What if we have 2018 happen again and we have Haas fifth and sixth place? It just, <laughs> that could happen. Maybe, maybe we do, but uh, um, they're the team. So like, and I'll go, we'll go back on this. Like what team are you looking at the most? I got two. I'm really laser focusing on Haas and what they're actually able to do versus what their uh, testing showed. Cause also, like, hey, I've seen this one before where they look great in testing and then you get to the track and it's like, uh-oh, duty. Uh-oh. So hopefully they don't have that happen. Uh, and then I really, really am keeping an eye on Aston Martin. I think that people are rating them low. They're going to be able to do better than uh, in my... Yeah, that's my hot take, probably the most controversial yeah. thing, yeah. is that Aston Martin's going to uh, surprise people with how good they're going to do. Yeah. I'd say I'd say Haas again just because I want them to do good and I hope they can this season. Um and then probably Ferrari because this would be the big comeback of like the the, the decade I guess if they can if they can figure out how to put together a car again. So they they look good and hopefully they are good. That's that's the thing if they if it's not a mediocre car then yeah. Yeah, I'm echoing much like yourselves, except for the Aston Martin, because I was massive racing point when it was Sergi and Lance Stroll, but it, uh, Vettel's amazing. Cool Vettel, but I need to see that car do more. Haas, that's the, t- uh, you, you can, we, us three, we cannot stop talking about Haas, one thing after another, and it doesn't even need to be a fucking controversy. We were we're not even like it's not even like we're the biggest fans of Haas. We just it's it's a team you cannot keep your mouth out of. They're doing stuff, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. We just want the best from them, and they're doing some good stuff. You joined a podcast with two people who are closet Haas fans. So <laughs> I'm not a closet Haas fan. I'm an open Haas fan. <laughs> also, I'm an open Haas fan too. I, I don't I don't hide my shame behind Red Bull. So, so Haas. <laughs> yeah. Haas. I mean, like, I, I'm i strong for Red Bull, but this year, we see Red Bull do the same thing. Mercedes, we've seen do the same thing. McLaren, I've been so interested for years. But now, Ferrari is having some power behind their car. I'm watching Ferrari. I didn't watch Ferrari until 
Carlos Sainz and Leclerc started to put some fucking time in him, get some points. And so Ferrari's back to being on my radar. So, uh, by the way, uh, now that we've made these predictions and we're, we're getting to the end of the... Uh, and they'll be completely the, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to uh, Alfa Romeo taking the win, followed by Aston Martin and Williams. So, <laughs> Esteban Ocon, world champion. That's right. Yeah, Esteban Ocon, it turns out, like, driver of the day, puts in the fastest lap. Uh, Gets the know, overtaking it, award. Yep. But, like, here... <laughs> I don't even know which Alfa Romeo driver I'd want to win. Like, Guan Yu Zhou, that would just be, like, Wunderkind Wild. rookie time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would love it if Valtteri won, and then he oh. gets on, and he's like, yeah! It just goes, <laughs> like, pops you say this? Uh, if, Who's better than Lewis? What if Bottas yeah. quite literally threw sand in Lewis Hamilton's face? <laughs> as he like, Lewis, Lewis is fourth, yeah, and it's, like, not even From, on the podium. Just imagine. No, hold on. Here's the radio call that you'll never hear, but would be the funniest thing ever. Car in front with blue flags, Valtteri. It's Lewis. <laughs> oh, uh, shame. <laughs> but Valtteri, this is uh, James. It's no fuck you, James. Fuck no, off. <laughs> no, 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 Lewis. It's James. You have to move aside for Valtteri. <laughs> yeah, you got to move aside for Russell. Ah. Oh, 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 no. Lewis just watches Valtteri go away and get shuffled into that order now like yeah. Russell is golden child. It becomes yeah. like a Danny Rick uh, no longer, situation. Yeah, No longer friends with Lewis. Now my best friend is George. Oh, what, what, Lewis, what? you lost that last driver's championship, so he, he, you know, uh, it yeah. was a good run with you, but now uh, George is my new son. Yeah. <laughs> So we had Hamverbot. We, we had Hamverbot for ages. What? What's the three are we oh, gonna get? No. Are we gonna get Ooh. Russ for Ham, Vam her Russ, Vam her Bottas? <laughs> yeah, I. All right, hot take. Boba, hot take two. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and let's say for the memes, let's go. Uh, Russ. Uh, Russ Ver Mag. Russ Ver Mag. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I also think that I don't... For the memes. For the I memes, think that Hamilton. Hamilton's going to... I think that Hamilton's going to outperform Russell this season. I, I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of the other drivers. For the memes, for the memes man. Just go. I think, Just... And I think that Carlos may outperform... Our boy Leclerc, but I yeah. think that one's going to be a super tight race, and specifically for Ferrari, especially at at the possibility of coming back with the con- uh, drivers and constructors, team yep. orders are going to be a thing there again. Oh, so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully they can handle it better this time. But uh, they they're a weird team because they don't have a number one driver right now. Like it's Leclerc, but Mercedes it's not didn't have really. a number one driver. What's that? Mercedes didn't have a number one driver. Toto said but, that himself. Yeah, but, but I'm saying that like they yeah, literally they don't have don't. a number one driver. They genuinely yeah. don't. They're equals. Yeah. So like both of them are fantastic racers. Both of them are of a level with each other, and that's super interesting to watch because they also both get along. 
that may change if there's a world championship in the it, mix for one yeah. of them to become that world champion. Uh, I think that that's going to turn it into a bit of a brawl that they're going to have to manage. But uh, it's, and historically they're pretty bad at that. Having said that, it's uh, it's it's such an interesting situation with them right now. I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm just you know what we'll close it out with. This is maybe the most exciting uh, race that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Um, even with all the things that have gone on last season with the insanity mm-hmm. uh, and damn last it, I can't years, wait for Sunday. Last two years, because COVID, COVID happened. Last two years, COVID, a lot of freezing, nah. regulations, changes. We're not talking about not that. Happening. We're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, who uh, stayed for the Messy Nicholas podcast. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, if you have oh. any... So here's where I I wasn't right. prepared, is where to... I don't know the shilling stuff. Right right quick. Oh. Right quick. Before before we close it out, uh, free my man, Michael. Free free my man, Michael. <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh no! That that I guess that's also a change that happened. I'm not sure if we got that in the last one. No, we didn't. Free my man, Michael Massey. He didn't do nothing. Uh, they have fired oh, yeah. Michael Massey as race director to be replaced by a panel. Reshuffled him into the con. Reshuffled, but he's not yeah. in charge. Yeah. So he, did they say what position he got in the organization? He's uh, he's maybe the janitor out on the paddock right now and going, good morning, mister, good morning, mister. They might have shuffled him right down. Who knows? Uh, so free my man, Michael. There's a... <laughs> I guess free my man, Michael. Yeah. Uh, I'll give the shilling things that I actually remember. Uh, so you've just listened to a very midfield podcast. Uh, I've been Colberto, Boba's been Boba, and Aki's been Aki. Uh, we have a Twitter account, a very midfield PC. Um, we also have an email, which I can't remember right now, so it'll be in the show notes, I guess, when Nick decides to do the show notes. Sorry, buddy. Look at the description. Just listen to um, the other podcasts. Also- just listen to those. <laughs> listen we to also Nick's. have a uh, Anchor FM yeah, so if you go to Anchor FM, you can also send us a message, uh, and that yeah, that'll ha- you can send us questions. Um, we're not going to get to questions this time, but we hopefully will next time. Yeah, and we're happy to answer all of your questions. No question is too dumb, except for the ones that are. No question is too crazy, except for the ones that are. And uh, you know, we're all just trying to work our way through this zany, zany sport. It's the strange uh, Nicholasless time. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally not vamping until I find out what the hell our email is. <laughs> I'm glad Nick uh, Nick invited me onto his podcast. It was amazing that Nick personally came to me, said, Aki, there's no one else that could do this. Uh, I know that Cole is going to steal the show because he's an asshole like that, but fuck him. But really, Aki, you're to talk over Boba as much as possible because fuck <laughs> Boba. <laughs> is this... What, what is this... <laughs> What is this vitriol? Where is this and coming so, from? I love you guys. And all right, so. uh, l- listen to the other podcast for the email. We're ending the show right now. Aki's being fired. All right, and so. <laughs> all right, take care, y'all. <laughs>